0: Hello and welcome, beautiful humans, to this episode, the first episode that actually has a name. We just named the podcast. It came through yesterday, Wise Human. Today, I am joined by one of my dear sisters, soul sisters, Sierra Goforth. We have known each other since college, which... Let's age ourselves a little here. That was, uh, I think we met in, like, 09, 08?
1: Mm-hmm. Almost 20 years ago. 15? No,
0: we graduated in 07. I don't even know what I'm saying. We met in, like, (laughs) 04.
1: Yeah, we graduated in 2008. So it's been a minute.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sierra is... Just an epic, magical being. She is a force. She embodies the feminine. She brings people into their power. She's actually a one-on-one mentor for life, for leadership. She is a voice activation coach. And let me just tell you, just being in this woman's present presence will bring you to your next level. There's no way around it. And it's happened with me time and time again. I'm so happy to have you here today, Asiera.
1: Hi, honey. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank the heavens for bringing this magical woman into my world, into my life back in the day before we really even woke up. But you know what? Oh, yeah soul magnetism back then and and we've just maintained our friendship and our sisterhood throughout the years and and it's just been such a blessing to my life so it's an honor to be here and really excited to to share and dive in into the unknown let's go
0: Mm -hmm, where the magic is (laughs) (laughs) yeah we've really kind of woven in and out for years you know it's Mm -hmm. We come together, we rise, we part, we do our thing, and we come back together. I remember before I left Bali, you and I were talking, and you just looked at me with this sparkle in your eyes and this firm, grounded knowing, and you said, I have big plans. Are you coming? I was like, yes, sister. Yes, I will join you there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh I love it I don't remember that moment but it sounds really magical and it sounds <laughs> 100,000 percent accurate something I would say
0: <laughs> flash forward a few years later here we are yeah you we- just go ahead
1: weaving in together and um I'm really excited about this project that you have got going, and it feels like you've been doing a lot of work kind of silently in your own space, developing, evolving, waking up, getting into more, yeah, just alignment with your actual purpose. And I feel like this podcast is a really powerful way to get your voice out there to work with more wisdom keepers, get their voices out there and just build those alliances. You know, it's a huge part of what we're doing right now is like weaving that web, building those alliances and and feeling like we don't have to do it alone. So this is a really cool creative outlet and yeah, really happy to be here. Thank you
0: so much for being here. I'm, I'm so happy, so what you just said about bringing the wisdom and others wisdom to uh, sharing people's wisdom with each other. That's one of the reasons I'm most excited about this podcast and excited to have you on because I know what you know, and the power that's within you, but so many people don't. And so this is a platform that we can share with a greater number of humans.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been reflecting on that really deeply. We live in a world, unfortunately, that is programmed to make us want to forget our power, our personal power and our own creative intelligence, our own divinity. And the work that I do in the world is tapping back into that gold that is within each person and kind of extracting that. And everybody has a different flavor, a different intelligence, emotional, creative, physical, spiritual intelligence, you know, and... The way that i see it is that when we were born and when we chose to come here onto planet earth it was an epic opportunity we were like lined up right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we wanted to experience this form this matter molding matter and creating there's something really precious and incredible about Creation, creativity, making art, right? Whether you're building houses, you're raising a child, you're making a podcast, you're whatever you do, everything in some shape or form is molding matter and creating art. And when we come in from that pure divine intelligence, there's this blueprint that's crystalline, it's untouched, it's pure. But in our world, with all the programming, the negative programming, all the conditioning, all the belief systems that are projected on us from our culture, our family, our lineage, whatever it might be, layer upon layer upon layer just builds up on that crystal core. And so a big part of my work is just helping people peel back the layers of that disharmonic program or that dysfunctional belief system that's just blocking them from their innate intelligence, you know, and, and their creative intelligence. Once we start to tap into that crystal core, I mean, it's infinite what can be done. So I know a big reason why you wanted me to come on here today was to talk about creativity and how to get back into the remembrance and the alignment. I don't know if you can hear it, but my dog is in the background with the squeaky toy.
0: I can hear it. Yes. <laughs>
1: That's my dog. That's my white wolf. She's just and in. She's like, I want my voice to be heard too.
0: <laughs> I got things to say. <laughs> <laughs> Which you guys probably want to follow her dog on Instagram. Just side note.
1: <laughs> her name's Sequoia. <Zacoya.
0: laughs> yeah. yeah. So creativity and And fostering that and nurturing it and pulling away all of the stuff, the junk, the layers, the programming that we were, we didn't even ask for that was just placed on us and Mm -hmm. we get to decide now, does that serve me? Do I believe that? How, two questions or two part here. How do you help others do that? And how did you first discover that yourself in your own journey?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we all have different childhood experiences, you know, and from what I endured, the the good, the bad, the ugly and everything, something in my spirit has always been a bit more rebellious. Um, like when you, <laughs> we met each other in <laughs> college, you know, I was like peak rebel mode back then, right?
0: (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) We have stories.
1: Yeah, and, and it was always kind of like, don't tell me what to do. I'll do what I want. Like, you can't limit me, and it was my way of just kind of having boundaries with the world, and boundaries with things that insulted my soul. I always was really in tune with that, and I could feel that. I'm a very empathetic being, right? And so if I spotted dysfunction or disharmony or abuse or these things, my whole being would just start to cringe and be like, Ugh, I don't like it. That's not for me. And I used to be a lot more like edgy and, and, you know, I'm much more refined now than I was when we were younger.
0: I, I will second that. Yeah. <laughs> much softer edges. <laughs>
1: For sure, which I which I I enjoy more. It feels more real and authentic. But even back then, it was still my way of like owning what I loved and setting boundaries with the world that didn't feel authentic to me, right? Um, And so there's got to be this balance between authenticity and awareness, right? It's like. If we're authentic, we're fully owning what is true and right for us, which a lot of us have lost through those dysfunctional layers and programs and, and negative belief systems, right? We do everything that mom wants us to do or dad expects from us, or our culture, la da da, and we lose ourselves, right? And so that authenticity in some shape or form can get abandoned through that programming and that conditioning. But the other part of it is having awareness. Am I aware of how my actions affect that person? Affect this environment? And once we start to find like a balance between authenticity and awareness, to me that's where like the happy warm honey meeting place is Mm -hmm. not just about all about authenticity. Like I do what I want. I'm going to tell that person that I think they're fat just because that's what I feel like. No, that doesn't work. That that's not right. And so there's this balance about how can I bring my authenticity into the world? And a lot of creativity comes from our connection to our, our authenticity. Do I have a preference? What do I actually like? right? Like when I see something, do I do I think that it looks good when it's set up like this or like that? And like, that's what an artist is. They have a point of view. They come into a space and they go, oh my God, the feng shui is off in this room. That table needs to go over here, right? That's authenticity. So a lot of creativity has that authenticity. And then there's the awareness piece. How can what I'm creating or whatever I'm doing benevolently impact my environment. And as we wake up and we go through the process of refinement, there becomes a lot more awareness. And you seeing my process through the years, I've turned on a lot more awareness, which has taken that kind of edgy, rough, like rebel nature and brought that softness to it. Like I care about how I come off. I care about what I say. I'm not just going to blurt everything out of my mouth just because I feel that way. There's a there's a transmutation process that's happening. You know? So I've gone through that myself. And I I do that with others. Like the journey of tapping into people's creativity is is really about setting boundaries with their own inner critic, right? We just talked about that before we popped onto this podcast. Yeah like there's this infinite wellspring of projects and, and things that we're here to create, but the inner critic is like, no, it's not good enough. No, what's your dad going to think? No, what's the, da-da-da-da-da? and the thing about the voice of the inner critic is that it's the voice of all of these programs and conditioning that we received mm-hmm. as children. So a lot of the work that I do with people is like acknowledging that voice of the inner critic and having the higher self override, take the driver's seat. You don't have to kick the inner critic out of the car, but like it doesn't get the driver's seat anymore. And so all the voices that are in our head, they're going to take us into different destinations, different directions in our life. And. We decide every day that we wake up and this is where rituals and routines come in, you know, in order to be a true creative and have, you know, creative energy flowing through us, we've got to have those practices that get the heaviness, the density out of the way so that we can actually be dedicated and become that channel, that conduit for creativity Mm. to come through us.
0: I would love to chat more about that because I have recently fully committed to my routine, morning and evening routine, and it's changed my life. Like I I don't say that lightly. It's literally changed my life. Birthing this podcast, I mean, I put this out there maybe a month ago. I think it was like a month ago, Mm -hmm. and I just posted a bunch of stuff today. The first episode is going to go out in a week. And it's, it's insane to me that I've seen this happen with the routine. I always thought structure was going to hinder creativity, but I find that having that structure, starting my day with the structure actually allows and creates space for the creativity. Could you speak to that?
1: Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And that's finding a balance between feminine and masculine energies within us, right? The structure is the more masculine principles coming in to hold the container. And the feminine is the Shakti, the creativity, the flow. So I think the art to and the purpose of these rituals and your morning practice or however you structure your day is like, have that structure, And really dedicate to it and and invoke that inner masculine inside of you that says, I'm showing up to this no matter what. Right? And then once you show up, the masculine takes the seat. He's done. That's all he has to do. And then you invoke the inner feminine. And the inner feminine, she is life force, she is creativity, she goes into the unknown, it is flow state. She takes over and she goes in between worlds to access all the information from the, you know, the multidimensional layers of existence and goes, "Ah, I want to pull this down. And I become the vessel for this to come down and through me. Right. And so the feminine in nature is receptive. You become the channel. That's what you've been doing with your podcast. You show up. The masculine is penetrative. He's like, we got to show up. It's time to get out of bed. I'm going to show up to this creativity session, even if I don't feel like it. I'm going to show up on my yoga mat, even if I don't feel like it. Even if you blubber around on your yoga mat (laughs) until it starts to feel good, at least he got you there, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the feminine takes over. She becomes the, rec- the receiver of the creative intelligence that wants to come through you. And you just open up. And like, even if you get into that moment where you're like, okay, two hours, I'm turning off my phone. I'm turning off all the distractions. I'm creating this force field around me that cannot be disturbed. What do I want to come through me in this space and time? And for the first 15 minutes, it might be nothing. 30 minutes, it might be nothing, right? And then all of a sudden, you hear this little voice that goes, light this sage or light this candle or read this book or stretch your body like this. And you follow that intuitive guidance. And that intuitive guidance will lead you to the next step into the next step until all of a sudden you've kind of gone under into a trance state, a meditative state. And that's when the creative channel opens. So it's really powerful at the beginning, you know, and this is the power of ritual. It's like, you set this there, you light this candle, you smudge with this, you do these kind of like autopilot things that invites you to get into this more meditative state. So you can come out of the critical mind and come into the creative mind. Right, Stretch your body like this, because when you do that, you're going to get blood flowing. You're going to get life force pumping. And then all of a sudden, you have the energy to hold whatever spirit is trying to deliver and come through you. Right? So... And then once it opens and it's just coming through you, you're like, oh, this is it. The I am
0: best alive. ever. Oh my gosh. I We were talking about this before we popped on and I've never been so in the flow with a creation ever as I have been with this podcast in the last few days, totally in flow state, like you're saying, where I just lose track of time and space. And it's it's easy, like, it's crazy. It's so easy. Yeah, like I'm because it's kind. I don't even think it's mine. You know, it's just coming through. I'm just the vessel that's putting it out.
1: One hundred percent, babe. And that becomes like your fuel. And that's yeah. why anytime we forget about those practices or those rituals or like we stop doing it, that's when we start feeling like crap. That's when we start going into that downward spiral of depression or feeling sorry for ourselves or feeling unfulfilled. It's because we've abandoned the things that make us feel amazing. So, anytime we start going into that heavy place, it's like, well, where have I stopped singing, dancing, moving? Where have I stopped writing or doing whatever it is I love? And so, the invitation is like, remember what you love. As we're imprinted with all those crappy programs and conditioning, a lot of times we forget about what we actually love and what actually feels good for us, right? And so when we start doing that in our life again, doing the things that we actually appreciate, that feel good, that nourish us, that feed us, all of a sudden we have even more energy even more excitement, even more life force, even more creativity, like it multiplies. It becomes this wellspring. It's an infinite source of energy to tap into.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you recommend for somebody who, you know, is in a place where they don't really know what brings them joy or what they love at this point? They're kind of on that downward, downward spiral and just don't really know how to get themselves back in alignment what would you recommend for somebody
1: remember what you would do as a child for me Mm -hmm. when i was a child i would lock myself into my bedroom for hours alone and i would just start crafting you know like i would just start like making shit out of nothing (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of this me, little bit of that yeah, my mom would tell me she'd be like where did she go and she'd look at me you know a couple hours later and i'm still just like in it you know and i was just like in that meditation in that flow state and so there's a lot of information back in our childhood because we were still kind of even if we were getting imprinted with things taking us out of our true nature we were still kind of functioning in our true nature, you know, and so the, the thing is, though, as growing, evolving human beings, we mature, we shift, we change. So there's some there's some information when we are childhood in childhood, but also like our preferences may have evolved, you know, as adults, but there are some answers there in childhood. So I would say take a piece of pen and paper and remember remember what you would do when you were a kid and you just loved it. Now, what would be the adult version of that? Because I don't necessarily want to like do what I exactly what I did when I was a child, but there's some version of it. It's more of an evolved, mature version of that. Same. My happy place is closing my door, Locking out my husband and my dog and just being alone and getting into creative flow state like, oh, I'm in heaven. Now, it doesn't look like how I did it when I was a kid. It looks like how I do it now, you know. So when you have full permission to just like do what you want to do for yourself, what do you do? How do you fill that time? And not the things that are like superficial desires you know, like something like, well, I like eating chocolate cake, so I'll do that. You know, it's like the chocolate cake is trying to fulfill something deeper that you actually want. So feeding ourselves things that are more sustainable long term, right? What is that chocolate cake trying to fill? Right? I
0: also find that that chocolate cake can be what am I trying to avoid? What is this masking? Yeah. What do I actually need to sit with? Yeah. And process and look at.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of times people are, are, you know, that's the scary thing to do. Oh, yeah. And That's we why eating, eating the chocolate cake is a lot easier than going there, you know?
0: But what does that get us in the end?
1: Yeah. So it's not about rip out the chocolate cake and don't do the chocolate cake anymore because you're naughty. (laughs) It's when I have that moment of having that thing that I know that isn't so great for me, what could be a more fulfilling thing to do or to eat or to be with that actually hits that thing that I'm looking for. Now, here's what I know. Majority of addiction and sickness in the world, it comes from a lack of connection. A lack of connection to self, a lack of connection to others, to the earth and nature, and to the creator, to source, to divine, to God, whatever you call it. So a lot of times we're looking to the alcohol, or the wine, or whatever, you know, addictions we might have, scrolling, like, (laughs) we're searching for that connection, we want to feel something. So in that moment, you know, it's like asking ourselves and being brave, what could I give myself that's actually more fulfilling, that's actually going to give me that connection that I'm deeply craving underneath that that yearning that's there, right? And and, and when we start to give ourselves more fulfilling, nourishing self-care in that way, we start to turn on. Our vessel becomes more aligned. It becomes more activated. We become more nourished and, and therefore we become more energized so we can actually do what we want to do because the more we do those addictions, they are depleting us of our vitality, our life force, our health, our vitality. So we can actually do less the more we keep participating in that, right? And so it's an invitation to sink in, link into those healthier inputs, those healthier options, because we care about ourselves. We're connected to our body. We want to take care of it. Here's another thing I would do, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and breathe and call in full profound presence. Look at yourself and actually soul gaze into your eyes. Another thing that I know after teaching high school, science, earth science, environmental studies, I did that for six years, right? And I knew that I couldn't teach the kids to care about the earth or the environment if they didn't have a connection to it. If you don't have a connection to your body, you're not going to take care of it. So we got to drop in, we got to look in the mirror, you know, breathe, say, hey, I got you. I see you. We got this. We're doing this. Our self-talk is just like broadcasting out frequencies and vibrations constantly. So if you look if you don't know, you just pass yourself in the mirror, and just throw on some clothes, blah, just go through my day. It's sending out a, 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 a transmission, right? But when you pause and you look at yourself in the mirror, you breathe, you look at your soul, you connect, you say, I love you. You feel your body. You get into your body. This is called mirror work. It's powerful stuff. You rub your arms. You connect with your body. The more you're connected to your own self, the more you're going to want to take care of it. Mm-hmm. A lot I'm of too them- Go Sorry. Ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say that all too often we care for everybody else better than we would care for ourselves. Right. And it starts with us. We cannot give from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. That mirror exercise that you're talking about, that's powerful. I remember the first time looking at myself in the mirror and saying, I love you. It was, it was hard. It was hard to hold my own eye contact because I had never done that mm-hmm. and so anybody listening if you've never done that I highly encourage you to go after you listen to this podcast or while you're listening to it go look at yourself in the mirror have a moment
1: mm-hmm. game changer mm. imagine doing that every single day anytime you pass a mirror and it actually calls you into presence to connect with yourself almost in the same way that like you would connect to a beloved because here's the reality. If we don't have that connection to our own self and our own body, we can't fully give that to others. Mm-hmm. And we think that we're giving all of our attention to others, but the reality is when we fully take care of ourselves and love ourselves deeply, it increases our capacity to hold and be present and love others. And you will viscerally understand this the more that you take ownership of that. Like when I look back at how I used to serve others compared to how I do now, my relationship with myself now is is deep. It's strong. It's solid. So my presence with others is deep. It's profound. It's solid. Right? I'm here. I'm nowhere else. When I show up, I'm because that's the foundation I've built with my relationship with myself. And this is a really powerful thing because we've become very fragmented in this world that's trying to get us to forget and to separate from our soul, separate from our power, separate from our expression, our voice. We become fragmented. Little pieces of our soul are like, well, you're not using me, so see ya. And this is how we reclaim, retrieve those parts of ourselves. So we become more full. That's powerful.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when we become full, it's, it's a cycle, right? We become full and then we can give more, we can be in service. And the more we're in service, the more we're filled up. And then it just continues and you just get elevated and elevated and elevated. And then everybody around you is elevated.
1: Ah, I love it. That's it, baby. That's how we're going to turn this world on. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. You see uh, the light switches turning on boing, boing, boing. It's mm-hmm. happening. It's happening at like rapid, rapid pace right now. The world's ready.
0: Mm -hmm. The dysfunction,
1: the disharmony, it's so outdated. We're seeing it now and we're just like, this story is boring. Like we can do better. Over it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's incredible the fact that we have the interwebs now and how we can access information, which can be disinformation, but also can be used to really enlighten ourselves and to learn and to get better in touch with ourselves and to find our purpose. Yeah. So that's like part of, part of this podcast, even, you know, is how can we, how can I share your wisdom? Cause your wisdom has been, has had a profound impact on my life, you know, dancing through life with you for a decade and a half or whatever we decided it was has continuously helps to call me into my highest i remember actually i don't know if you'll remember this or not but i remember when we were in bali again um right before i left we took a little date or a night trip a little girl trip down to changu for just a night mm-hmm. to go have a beach night and we went to dinner and we had one glass of wine because we didn't drink at all. <laughs> um, and I remember asking you, like, where do you see our friendship going? And you kind of paused. And you're like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, like received that. And I was like, tell me more, you know, and you said that you saw that I had a, an issue, not an issue, but that I didn't allow myself to be vulnerable. Mm. And you saw that that was holding me back and you didn't, you valued your time enough that you didn't want to be surrounded by people that couldn't go deep.
1: Mm.
0: And that was, that was huge for me because honestly, I didn't even, I didn't know how to be vulnerable. Mm. And I thought I was at a certain point. And and I've learned so much since then. I don't know if you remember that, but obviously it had a huge impact on me.
1: I, I love both of these memories that you're bringing back into the future. <laughs> and I don't specifically remember them, but you know, perhaps they were more for you than they were for me. But wow, that's that's potent. That's a potent memory. And so, yeah, I mean. <sighs> it's It's interesting because the the deeper I devote to to my own work and my my service of others, my free time becomes less. And I still have so many of my beloveds and long-term friends in my fields and and, and things like this, and my love for you would be forever, unwavering. You know, but in order to continue evolving and growing, together, there would have to be that willingness to continue that level of vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. How, has, how has that transformed in your life?
0: Well, I mean, a huge thing is starting this podcast. The first episode I recorded is me talking about my experience in relationships and specifically romantic relationships. That's not something I would have ever done in the past ever. Yeah. so that that's one example. and just just trying to find the balance because I feel like in the past I would hit a point, I would keep everything in, keep everything in, keep everything in, and then like everything would come out. and it wasn't in a healthy way. So it was sort of being vulnerable, but it was kind of just like like an explosion instead of slowly letting things out and and sharing in a calm state you know mm-hmm. if that makes sense
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. so just
0: constantly you know and when i have those moments of like i don't really want to have this conversation sitting down with myself and saying you need to go have this conversation that's exactly the conversation you need to have the one you don't want to have <laughs> <laughs> so okay. not running away from things and, and just facing it and and trusting that you know who's supposed to be in my life is going to be in my life. And and the more I step into the vulnerability and the more I step into my truth and sharing my truth, the easier it is for me to just be me.
1: Yeah, full permission, baby. Mm-hmm. The world needs you to be you. The world needs you to to not play small. The world needs you to not be hiding. You know, like all of this is is leaning into life more and more leaning into those scary moments, like doing something every single day that might scare you a little bit. But guess what? When we do that, it's like liberating because we didn't become frozen in our nervous system from whatever was holding us back, you know, and and to me that. That's a powerful gift of life. And that, we were talking about personal power earlier, that is how we reclaim our personal power, taking that back, taking Mm -hmm. back our courage, taking back our willingness to lean into the world and not allow the world to introvert us anymore. I mean, how many moments in our life have we had experiences where the world told us we weren't enough. You didn't sound good. You know, this wasn't da 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 introvert, 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 take your power away. Take your soul away. You're not enough. Be small, smaller, smaller. Like it's insane. The world will continue to drill you down if you let it. Mm -hmm. Part of taking your power back is taking back your vulnerability, leaning in no matter how scary it might seem. And trusting in ourselves, especially as we become wise, mature adults, that we have more of the skill sets to actually lean into those tough experiences and do an okay job. And through repetition over and over again, we get better and better and better at our communication, at the access to the vocabulary that we have to our boundaries that we might need to establish, right? Whatever, whatever, or sharing our vulnerability. We're Mm going to get better, but we got to put it into practice. In order to master something, you have to practice it, right? Mm -hmm. So we, maybe that first time we lean in, it might still be a little awkward, but the next time we get a little bit better and then a little bit better and a little bit better.
0: And each time we learn Every single time we're learning, whether, whether it went well, so to speak or not, we're learning. Yeah. Step closer for the next time.
1: The only way to fail is to give up.
0: Mm. Mm. It's not
1: by trying something and not doing a good job at it. Try something and, you know, maybe don't do a very good job at it and then do it again and do it again and do it again. You haven't failed and do it again, do it again, do it again until you get better. You know what I'm trying to learn right now is handstands. Holy moly. (laughs) It's hard.
0: Girl, you inspired me. So I, this has been like a thing I've wanted to learn for two years. And I saw that you were posting on Instagram. I was like, I'm, I'm going to commit to this now. I'm doing it with Sierra.
1: Let's go. Let's do it together.
0: (laughs) And that's something that's so important. That brings up another point of you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's so important to have supportive community that is moving in the direction you want to go.
1: Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it alone. Mm -mm. And that is a very powerful thing to actually get super clear on is who is in your inner circle. Who are you spending the most amount of time with? Is that an energetic match of where you want, who you want to be? So we have a couple circles. We've got that inner five, and then we've got kind of a little ring around that, and then another ring around that. That's something that I've been sitting with every single year for the last maybe three years, and actually drawing a map and being like, who fits in this spot, mm. and deliberately actually designing that. It's really funny on 2021, so I made my map and I've been living out of America for the last almost decade, right, starting to return back into America to the States. And um, I was like, okay, well, I I need to put more emphasis on like my friendships and the people that I love who are actually like in person with me in America, right? So I started designing that map and put a few people who are actually kind of close to me where we live. So I called the girl and and we've been like kind of semi good friends, not really, but like, I love her. She's really sweet, she's gentle, she's just like this, radiant, sweet soul sister. And I was like, I need more of that in my world, right? So I put her name on that map and I called her up and I, and I let her know. And I was just like, Hey, I, you're one of the people that I value. And I, and I would love to deepen with you this year. She's on her way to my house from Asheville, California, road tripping to go for the next week. Like
0: boom. (laughs) (laughs) it's powerful when you put that intention out there
1: yeah so the more clear we are the more the universe knows how to support us and our clarity is our power
0: Mm.
1: you feel that in moments when you get distracted or confused you feel powerless So how often do we give ourselves time in our day to get clear? Talk about ritual and routine. I have a chunk of my day, an hour every day, I call it the think tank, where I just give myself spaciousness to just get clear. And at the beginning of that session, it looks a little messy, but by the (laughs) end, all the puzzle pieces are sorted. That's massively transformed my life as well, you know? So yeah, there's a lot of little golden nuggets coming through today. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: how has it been? Just, just total side note here, but being back in the States, cause you have, you lived in Bali for what, like eight years.
1: Yeah. And she was then, my home base. Yeah. Here's the thing about the States. When I left, In 2010, I was like, I ain't ever coming back. Bye! (laughs) I was like, pretty sure that my story with the States was over. Um, And I popped my international bubble, traveled the world, toured the world, went all over almost to every continent. Um, And then at the end of that, you know, Bali, I say this to a lot of people, but Bali is a very magical place on earth. If you're not familiar with it, check it out. Go to it, you know, once the world becomes semi normal again, if we're able to travel. Um, I call it the Hogwarts. Really? <laughs> In Harry Potter. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the magic school, you know, like Bali for me was my Hogwarts where I learned. And and I also went through a lot of rites of passage into womanhood, into my actual purpose, my actual gifts. I deleted a lot of the old outdated programs and conditioning that was overriding my system. And I would come back and visit the States every so often and like check in to see how it felt and in my system and, and a lot of times I came back and I was like, uh-uh, can't do it. Like, I just felt out of, out of sync with it. It didn't feel like home, at, you know? It felt really like it was going to swallow me up in a way. And I was just going to disappear into this black void, <laughs> like, and go into addictions or things that I didn't want to be or do, you know? And so I've been back for, it's been a little bit over a year now, and I'm loving it. I just feel ready. I, it's so interesting. I almost feel, you know, in the hero's journey. Do you know about the hero's journey?
0: Mm-hmm. You go
1: through on, in the underworld and then you come up out of the underworld and you return. You return back into the ordinary world, kind of where you came from. And I'm, I've been going through that, the return phase of the hero's journey. And so I feel of this world, but I don't at the same time. I can see everything that's happening, like that's dysfunctional, that's amazing. And, and I get to have a choice in it. And, and before I had left, I couldn't see that necessarily. So I now feel in power being here versus the states and the government and the way things are having power over me. I feel like a really sovereign being who can navigate the matrix that's going on here, you know? And, and do really beautiful things. Like Bali kicked me out. Bali was like, you're graduated, get your ass out, get out, get back out into the world. So what you know. Bali's concentrated with a lot of healers and you know, change makers and artists and all these things. And it was like, get back over there into the modern world again. So it, it actually feels quite empowering to be in a place that's not as concentrated and to feel like I belong in it now. Before it was like, I, I'm a foreigner in my own home country, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, that's a strange feeling. Yeah. For sure. But, well, We're happy to have you back in the States.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Especially during these wild COVID times, like yeah it feels good actually to return, but you know what? I gotta be in them tropics after living in Bali for so long florida's Florida's where it's at for me, so i'm I'm very happy we put our roots down here. It feels really good
0: nourishing
1: uh-huh.
0: girl, I need to come visit you it's getting it's been like freezing here in Michigan.
1: <laughs> Let's go it was eighty two so eighty two cool. degrees down here today. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Mm, don't tempt <laughs> me
1: just saying just saying
0: okay I'll, I'll throw that away i'll call you next week <laughs> when's your friend leaving
1: <laughs> anytime doors are open <laughs>
0: um it's been such a pleasure chatting with you um is there anything else that you feel on your heart to share at this moment
1: well um I feel like uh, I've shared what wanted to come through based on just acting on inspiration of, you know, what was in the field here, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm available. I work with people one-on-one. I just launched my new website today, which is really exciting. I've had a, a music project with my husband for the last four years. So we are on Spotify and we were kind of touring the world taking that music project and we're doing like ceremony ceremonial music and but now I'm like reclaiming my own sovereign creative outlet and stepping back deeper into my role as teacher and mentor and so I'm I'm opening that space to work with people who are yeah I, I specialize in life coaching voice coaching leadership coaching and I'm going to have some really juicy Online courses coming through this week. Specifically, the first course I haven't launched it yet, but I will tell you on this because we were talking about it. It's called the Wild and Holy Vessel.
0: Mm. So it was
1: all about opening our channel, opening our vessel to allow yes. creativity and our message and our brilliance and our divine power to come even more through us. So that'll be coming through very soon. So my, my website is Ausierra, A-U-S-I-E-R-R-A.com. Somehow that was still available. Hey, hey. (laughs) I was like, it's meant to be. I think it was.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I'll put that in the description as well. So I have a couple of questions I like to ask everybody at the end of the podcast. Sure. If you could tell every human on the planet one thing, what would it be?
1: Mm, One thing, Mm -hmm. is it it limited to like a word or a sentence or it can be as long as it wants to be?
0: As long as it wants to be. Mm.
1: Remember that within you, there is an original blueprint before the conditioning and the programs were imprinted upon it. And your mission in this life is to tap into that original blueprint and read those instructions and to fulfill your sacred purpose. It's encoded in that blueprint to fulfill your personal prophecy and to step into your divine power. And that is unique to you. It looks different from me, from Nicole, from other people. It is your own unique blueprint, just like a snowflake. You get Mm -hmm. to be who you came here to be. And on Earth, this is simply just an opportunity to mold matter into art, creating more beauty on planet Earth. Yes i kind of just summed up that whole podcast in that statement right there actually
0: i know should we just should we just play that like this is the important bit just listen to this <laughs> cliff notes version Yeah,
1: <laughs> but so, really, yeah uh, that's that's my core message so deeply in my heart so yeah it's a
0: very important one
1: mm-hmm.
0: remembering Sierra, what is your current life motto or mantra?
1: Motto or mantra? Ooh. Every day a new one kind of pops up, but the one that's consistent is I am an instrument of the divine. Use me. I am an instrument of the divine use me.
0: Mm. Yes, please. (laughs) You are. You're being used. You're doing good.
1: (laughs) Use me for benevolence. That's all I'm here for. (laughs) Mm.
0: So then the last thing I usually like to do is just say, how can people contact you, which you just said, osierra.com and then, your yeah, Instagram
1: Instagram, which is Osierra.go.forth. My last name is Go Forth, which is not a chosen name. That is my birth name from my parents. And it fits and it works. Even when I got married, I was like, I love you, babe, but uh keeping my last name here. It's a good one.
0: <laughs> she brings you forth. She makes you go forth. <laughs> That's what I
1: do. That's what I love. Yeah. So Instagram and Facebook and yeah, those are the ways.
0: Seriously, if you want to come into your power, do you work with men as well?
1: Absolutely. Okay.
0: If you want to come into your power, man, woman, child, whoever you are, check this woman out.
1: Thank you. You much. can't
0: help but come into your power if you're in her presence and have her guidance.
1: Your power, your soul, your creativity, your life force, all of it. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. And... um Nicole has been such an honor to witness you, not just in this moment now, rising into this project and, and the next level of your sacred service, but through the years. And you've always been, I, I literally have you in my phone as Nicole, natural beauty.
0: <laughs> Are you serious? Oh.
1: <laughs> Which was from my iPhone from like many, many years ago. But yeah, you your heart is just so genuine, so loving, so pure. And I've got to witness you through the years, you know, expanding, contracting, you know, same with me. We go through this expansion and contraction, but at the, at the core of it is this pure loving heart. And, and it's been an honor to just witness you through all those waves and, and, you know, be by your side, continue rising with you and to be a part of this epic project Mm. number six coming through coming through
0: (laughs) interview number six babe thank you so much for that Mm. I accept that reflection oh man the journey Mm -hmm. it's been a beautiful and it it shall
1: continue if you were to ask me about our friendship and and where you see it heading I would say today With the work that you've continued to do, I see our friendship continuing to deepen, to expand, to blossom, to flower, to weave, and to bring more beauty, more harmony, and more sweetness onto this earth. That's what our friendship is here to do. So I am honored to continue doing that with you, my love.
0: Oh, yes, bring it on. (laughs) We shall do it. Thank you. everybody, for listening to this episode. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode, episode number eight of Wise Human. You probably heard us just refer at the end of the episode to the fact that this was interview number six recorded. It was, in fact, the sixth interview that I recorded. However, it's being released as episode number eight. So, sorry for the confusion. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found some value and joy in it, as I know I did and Sierra did as well. As always, if you did find value in it, feel free to share with your friends, your family, your community, and if something was intriguing to you, if there's a quote that really stuck out, share that with me. I always post later in the week a few takeaways from the episode, and I'd love to hear from you guys what you took away. I hope you have a beautiful week, and we will see you next week. We'll talk to you. How about that? We'll talk to you next week. And um, yeah, next week is going to be an episode of me sharing my journey through depression and anxiety. I look forward to talking about it. I think it's a very important topic and a lot of us have experienced it. So yes, 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 yes. I love you all. Have a good one.